0: This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again, radio friends. How in the world are you? Doing all right today? Yes, it's your friend Bob Cook, and I'm glad to be back with you. I look at the Word of God and I share it with you and it becomes the sheerest joy I know. I'm so thankful for the opportunity that's provided to speak with thousands of you day by day by way of radio. How good the Lord is. You and I have been looking at... uh, John 15, haven't we? And Jesus said, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. These things I command you, that ye love one another. Um, the last time we got together, we were talking about the fact that Jesus said, I have chosen you. You didn't choose me. You ran away from me, he said. But God chooses you and me in his infinite grace. And then he puts his touch upon us. He said, I've ordained you. And that means that he sets you apart for his special use. Paul says to the Corinthians, And some were such of ye, but some were such of ye, but ye are washed, but ye are justified, but ye are sanctified in the name of the Lord Jesus. Salvation, when you trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, includes not only a ticket to heaven, but a special setting apart for God to use. And that doesn't mean that he makes you odd or peculiar or weird. It does mean that he has the right to use you, to use you up if need be, in a very special way ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit. These things, I tell you, in order that, little Greek word, hinna, in order that you might love one another. We'll get down to that in a minute. But uh, what about this matter of being chosen, that you might go and bring forth fruit and that that fruit might remain. It's it's translated exactly as it is in my Greek New Testament. You don't have to try to explain any of the meaning of those words because there they are. What of it? Number one, the eternal purpose of God is focused on you, beloved. This minute, I have chosen you In verse 19, he amplifies that uh, concept by saying, I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. God makes you different. You're different. You can't hide the fact that you belong to the Lord Jesus Christ because he's put his mark on you. I have chosen you out of the world. He's put the tag on you that says, hands off, that belongs to me. Husbands and wives, did you ever go to a furniture sale? There was one particular piece of furniture you were looking for. What was it, a sofa or a recliner or an armchair? Something that you wanted especially. And here things were on sale and you thought, oh boy, we'll get just what we want and we'll get it a little cheaper because things are on sale. And your eye lighted upon a uh, chair, let us say, that was exactly what you were looking for. And you went over, you said, here it is. And then as you came a little closer, you turned away. Now, why did you do that? Because you had caught sight of a little red tag with four letters on it. You know what they were? S-O-L-D. It belonged to somebody else. And so it is that God has put his tag, his mark, His loving identification mark on you. I've chosen you, said he, out of the world. That's the reason you don't mix with the world. That's the reason worldly people sometimes resent you. He said, therefore, the world world hateth you. The reason worldly people sometimes resent you is that you're different because Jesus has made you different. Like him. Now he says, I've ordained you. I've ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit. What is this matter of ordaining? Now, that doesn't make official ministers out of all of us. Not everybody has an REV period in front of his or her name, you know that. What does this have to do with my life today if I'm a believer? Well, ordination, as we understand the term, means setting a person aside for a special kind of work. We ordain deacons and we ordain uh, elders in some denominations and we ordain ministers, pastors. What does that mean? It means that the individual has been examined and found worthy of doing the type of work that he or she is about to be given and is now prayerfully being set aside for that work. Do you realize that you're ordained of God? That God has set you aside, you, that is. Think about you now for a minute. The package that is you, The person you are, the way you look, the talents you have, the past experiences through which you've gone, some have broken your heart and some have enriched your life, as the case may be, but it's all a package of past experience that has contributed to what you are. The philosopher says we are what we have been becoming. Think of the person that is you now. And then, as you look in the mirror and think about that, say, "Jesus has set me apart for some special work. I'll tell you if you if you lack a sense of dignity and worthwhileness, the minute that hits you you're going to you're going to feel differently about yourself. You're not going to put yourself down any longer. there won't be any poor me syndrome in your thinking or your conversation. Why? Because he's picked you out and he's set you aside for some very special things. No, I don't know what it is. Neither, perhaps, at this time do you. But he knows. Now, what is it that he has in mind? He said, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. And I ordained you that you might go and bring fruit, and that that fruit should remain. Little purpose word, hinna, in order that. God's touch on your life always has a purpose. This I've learned. God's touch on your life and the circumstances through which you go always has a purpose. And I know some of you are in some very bitter circumstances even now, and you, you tend to say, Cook doesn't understand. It's all right for him. He's healthy, and and, and he's happy, and he doesn't have the, all that much troubles. He doesn't know how I feel. He doesn't know that Dad's out of work, and he doesn't know that Sonny Boy has gotten into drugs, and he doesn't know that I'm afraid... My daughter is out with the wrong crowd and may come home pregnant one of these days, and he doesn't know that, that and this and that. Well, beloved, listen, of course I don't know. I care insofar as God fills my heart with his love and concern for you. I pray every day that that might come through my voice. I want my voice somehow to say in the unspoken language of your soul, God loves you. So do I. I want that. But I can't know what you're going through. That's obvious. But Jesus knows. We have a high priest who can be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. The Bible says. So all that is happening and has happened in your life and in mine is part of the eternal purpose of God. In order that... Ye should, now there's two verbs here, go, go out, really it means, and bear fruit. Go out and bear fruit. Now there's a little prefix before that verb that's translated go, and it means get out anyway, get over it, get over it. Like a person that jumps over a barrier. Get on out. You know, one of the greatest benefits that God gives you is the working of his Holy Spirit when you get in action for him. Anytime I've sat around feeling sorry for myself, I I just ended up feeling worse. Isn't that true of you? But when I got busy doing what I knew God wanted me to do, I felt better. Get on out. That's his first word. There's something, somebody out there that God wants you to touch for him today. Then he says, bear fruit. And that, of course, is the divine miracle of the Holy Spirit of God working through your life. The one is your action. The other is his action. And when you dare to obey and get out into the stream of life and intermingle with people who have needs and hurts, He dares to use you by His Holy Spirit flowing through your life. And He says, bear fruit. And then He adds that your fruit should remain. He said, the impact of your life is going to last. The impact of your life is going to last that's happened to me so many times with dear people who have crossed my path. I used to have breakfast with Ben Weiss, who is now with the Lord. He used to be principal of a high school in Los Angeles and then later founded the Christian Teachers Fellowship. Dear man of God, wise man. I used to have breakfast with him whenever I went to Los Angeles, and I would bring him a notebook and a pen and write furiously all the things he told me. Today he's gone, but the impact of his dedicated life, remains, I assure you, with me, and I often think about him. God makes your impact on others permanent for his glory. Rejoice in it. Father God, today, show us your purposes. Help us to obey. In Jesus' name, amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.